Welcome to The Future Built Smarter, a podcast in which IMEG engineers discuss innovative and trend-setting building and infrastructure design with architects, owners, and others in the AEC industry. I'm your host, Joe Payne, and with me again today is Mike Lawless, IMEG's Director of Innovation from St. Louis. Mike, how are you doing today? I'm doing, I'm doing well. Good to be together again. Our guest today is Cliff Schwinger. Cliff is an IMEG Senior Structural Engineer in Philadelphia. He's a nationally recognized quality assurance expert, and he has more than 40 years of experience in structural design. He's also authored numerous articles and presents seminars nationwide, including the American Institute of Steel Construction's Night School and the NASCC Steel Conference, where he's been a speaker for 10 years. And in April, Cliff will be honored with AISC's Lifetime Achievement Award. Cliff, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Uh, you're coming to us today from uh, Philadelphia, is that right? Are you you're a native from from out there? Yes, I, uh, I was born and raised in Philadelphia, and our office is in King of Prussia, Pennsylvania. Which, if you don't know where that is, I could walk to Valley Forge Park. So, Cliff, uh, you know you've been at this uh, for quite a while. Uh, so, what what motivated you to to get into structural engineering? and remains so involved over the years with AISC and uh, the uh, profession in general? I started out as a kid. I was obsessed with airplanes. I built model airplanes. I loved everything. And to this day, <laughs> I always look up in the sky whenever a plane flies by. But anyhow, uh, that's what sparked my interest. And I used to build these model airplanes out of balsa wood, and they were like mini structures. And I learned as much from building model airplanes as I learned from any of my uh, one of my university courses when I went to uh, Lehigh, uh, decades later, and and it was just you know I just love building things. I learned about center of gravity, torsion, uh, velocity, acceleration. I learned all these things before I had any physics courses. I was a little kid, and uh, you know that that's what sparked my interest. I wanted to be an aeronautical engineer, but in the late '60s. The Apollo program was winding down, and they, uh, I started reading about aeronautical engineers being laid off. But I had this passion now for building stuff, structures, these little airplanes. So I somehow wandered into civil engineering, and I became a structural engineer, and I haven't looked back. And I, I got involved with AISC probably about 20 years ago, maybe, and the way it's interesting, the way I got involved, I was really complaining about LRFD design. That's a design methodology. I, you know, I'm like, um, you know, I don't like change. I think a lot of engineers don't like change. <laughs> and they were completely revamping the way steel was designed. And I was resisting that. And I, but whenever I resisted it, talking to other people, I was on this message board. And one day, I got an email from Charlie Carter. He's now the president of AISC. And he said, you know, I've been following what you're posting and uh, you, you, a lot of what you say, you, you give rational arguments. Would you like to be on the manuals committee? <laughs> and, <laughs> and so I've been on the AISC manuals committee ever since. So that's how I got involved. And now I'm wholeheartedly behind LRFD. And over the years, uh, started doing presentations and seminars etc. And it's just been a lot of fun. Cliff, you mentioned it, you know, how things have changed and new processes and engineers being, you know, sometimes a little bit resistive to new things. 
you know, in my role in innovation, obviously that's that's a challenge. And as we look to the future, we know there's going to be, you know, I think more change with automation and some of those things. I guess from your perspective, you know, obviously from when you started to now, how has automation more recently, but the software and those things change structural engineering, you know, for better? And, and probably sometimes there's some some negatives to that as well. Well, I entered college with a slide rule. I came out with a calculator. Uh, we didn't have any computers in our office for a number of years, but but I still remember the first computer. And uh, But it's just incredible the change that's happened since 1976 when I entered the profession. And uh, it's all good. You know, this uh, the use of technology to design building structures, it's all good, but there are challenges. And, and one of the th- challenges is to train engineers, in particular younger engineers, not to put blind faith and reliance on the software. You need the computer to crunch all those numbers. However, you still need to be able to tell whether the computer's giving you the right answer. I'm going to take a little detour here for a second, Cliff. Um, I did some creeping on you recently. I, I checked out your Facebook page, and and uh, <laughs> it looks like you've got quite a quite a, a, a broad interest in 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 a lot of things, including uh, it looks like uh, theater and and history. How important is it for engineers that you know are, are are so busy to to find the time, make the time to to develop their interests outside of work, and what has that done for you? Well, first of all, I thought I had the permissions turned off so people that I wasn't <laughs> friends with could see my profile. But anyhow, that beside <laughs> the point, uh, I, uh, it's important. And I've just been, in, you know, I guess my primary passion is structural engineering, but I also have other interests. About a dozen years ago, somehow I bumbled my way into community theater uh, and doing a Shakespeare performance. I just a bit part. I was an angry Roman citizen in a mob of other angry (laughs) Roman citizens. So, and then another year I was a a soldier in uh, King Henry's army and Henry IV. I had so much fun when we did our first Shakespeare play. I said to myself, well, what am I going to do now? And then I realized, (laughs) wait a second, when I do these seminars and webinars, that's performance art. And so Whenever I put together a seminar or webinar, I always prepare it as if it's theater. And my hope is that nobody's going to fall asleep. Nobody's going to be checking their, their Facebook page or whatever <laughs> in the middle of the seminar. And, and it's just, uh, you know, I approach it with that uh, attitude and mindset. And I, I get positive feedback. I mean, it sounds like a great way to have fun approaching, you know, quality control as theater. You know, that's yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> so anyhow, it's been interesting. And in fact, I've met other structural engineers doing Shakespeare uh, and and architects, et cetera. My other passion is uh, riding bikes. I enjoy riding bicycles and uh, exploring the world. And when I say the world, I'm talking about Philadelphia. About a dozen years ago, we started doing facade inspections in Philadelphia because they passed a facade inspection ordinance when things started falling off of old buildings. I was learning about buildings that I walked by and rode my bike by and drove by my whole life, and I never paid attention to those buildings. And then I figured, like a little kid, I wanted to tell my friends. So (laughs) I'm a member of a couple of bike clubs, and 
I figured, and I used to lead bike rides pre-pandemic. And I would lead these bike rides touring architectural landmarks of Philadelphia. But I, I wouldn't stop at the famous landmarks. I would stop at the totally unknown things. Like, here's an interesting story about this old building. It was built 150 years ago. And I, I, I had another ride, a couple rides, called Cliff's Decaying Infrastructure Ride. And <laughs> <laughs> so do you have a favorite or one of your favorite uh, structures that you've designed? There are a couple structures that stand out. Uh, there is a big hotel in downtown Philadelphia, the Marriott Convention Center Hotel. That was my first post-tension concrete building that I designed about 35 years ago. I also, at the same time, designed another structure in Atlantic City, the Sands Parking Garage, a Sands Casino parking garage. And what stands out about that one, they demolished that building about eight years ago. So you know you've been in a profession a long time when they start demolishing buildings that you designed decades before. <laughs> That's got to hurt. <laughs> Cliff, I guess as you, as you look back and you, you got other folks that are start, maybe starting their journey as structural engineers, what kind of advice do you have for them as, as they get started? That they're either thinking about it or they're you know, early on in their career. Well, you got to, they have to be passionate. You got to love what you're doing or else it's going to be tough lasting the rest of your career if you don't have a passion for it. You got to uh, have a curiosity. Like, why did you become a structural engineer? It's not to make a whole lot of money. You, you became a structural engineer, hopefully, because you're interested in building structures, how they go together. You're, in, you're interested in solving problems. When I was a little kid, uh, my parents got me a subscription to this magazine called Highlights. I think it's still published. And every month in Highlights magazine, there was a, a page, a puzzle, where you had to find what's wrong. And it might have been a, a fish smoking a cigarette or a dog riding a bicycle. And I realized recently, wait, that's what I do for a living. I, I, saw, I, I find problems with drawings. I do a QA reviews of these buildings that we design and I look for things that are wrong. I, I, little did I know I was being trained to be a quality assurance engineer 50, 60 years ago when I was a little kid reading Highlights Magazine. But you have to have that curiosity as to how things go together. You have to have that passion. You have to uh, be okay with the understanding that you're always gonna be learning. And but But most of all, you have to, Ask yourself, am I having fun? I mean, this is, I, sometimes I can't believe I get paid for this. Hey, Cliff, I really enjoyed your reference to Highlights Magazine. Oh, yeah. God, I remember sitting in the dentist office as a little kid, and there were always Highlight Magazines there. And, <laughs> and I, you know, it didn't make me uh, end up as an engineer, but, you know, I looked for um, editing, writing mistakes, I guess. <laughs> we, we had a subscription when I was a kid, Cliff, to Highlight Magazine. I had not thought about that magazine. And... <laughs> 25 years, probably. Cliff, it's really been fun talking with you today. And if the day does come when you decide to retire, you've already got your uh, your retirement um, hobby lined up. You give your tours of of, of of buildings and facades. And, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. I'd sign up for yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, if you're ever in Philadelphia, either of you, is, I'll take you on a bike ride and I'll show you some scary stuff. That was IMEG's Cliff Schwinger, who will be receiving the Lifetime Achievement Award this spring from the AISC. We'll be back with another episode in the near future. 
And until then, thanks for listening and take care.